Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut Stop Believing! What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. A three, two, and a one. How you doing, laddies? How do you do? Why are you talking like How that? How do you do today, laddies? 
uh, we're going to be discussing Dennis Nielsen, a fellow Scots today. A fellow Scot? And that's why I'm talking this way. Like Sean Connery? Sean Connery was a Scot. Scotsman? Yes. Okay, then. Do you think he was related to Dennis? I don't know. Aren't all Scots related? <laughs> I don't know. Braveheart was my granddaddy. <laughs> like, uh, w- Wallace? Yes. What was his name? Jacob Wallace? No, I don't know. His Something first name. Wallace. Just from the Wallace clan. Um, <laughs> uh, how? How are you? <laughs> that was a weird intro. That was. So, uh, obviously, Dennis Nielsen, we really got into it right away. Yes. We didn't mess around today. We didn't. Welcome back to another episode of Dishonorable Mentions, everybody. Ugh, I hate Dishonorable Mentions. Today, we've got good old Dennis Nielsen. He's disgusting. Obviously, you guys know the concept. We talk about serial killers, murderers, uh, bad guys that were or happened to be in the military at one point. And uh, so far, we've covered all of uh, American, yeah, uh, either serial killers or murderers. Uh, today, we've got uh, a military man from, from across the pond. <laughs> uh, happened to be in the, um, the uh, British military. You know, from from Scotland originally, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Nielsen. This is a this is a weird one. Yeah, he is kind of gross. Even though not many people, I mean, they all are, right? But yeah, they're yeah. Not many people have heard of this guy. Yeah, it's Ex- weird. I never heard of him until you brought it up. Except for he just happens to be one of the most prolific uh, serial killers in in Great Britain history. Isn't right? he like the second uh, only to I mean, Jack the Ripper? Yeah. You got Jack the Ripper, but, um, you know, he only killed, uh, uh, I guess, a few people compared to this guy. So, <sighs> and uh, even when you get the final number, apparently there were more that were never found. So, we'll get into it. We'll get Gross. into it. So, I'm glad that we finally got a, an intro where we actually start off talking about the topic at hand. You know why that is? Well, whew, we've already done this once. Yes, <laughs> we have. This is our second time talking recording, about Dennis. Recording this episode. Yes. The first time it was uh, Dennis. We kind of pissed Dennis off and he's been attacking us. Do you think it was my my attempt at a Scottish accent that pissed him off? No, I think the fact that we spent an hour talking about what a loser he was. So first of all, during the show, mm-hmm. Siri uh, starts talking to us. My yeah, phone, out of nowhere. My phone's on silent. It's uh, I don't even have it on vibrate, uh, just so it doesn't go off in the middle of the show. But I have it just in case I need to research, look up some stuff. I have my tablet too. And all of a sudden, Siri starts talking. Yeah, and no one addressed her. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing I can think of is I may have said like serial killer. No, because s- you, you were you do the same thing every week. It yeah, would, you're right. It never that, goes off. Yeah, it never goes off. And I say that word a lot more than yes. I probably should. I, it's either the FBI or it's Dennis. Somebody was listening, but she went on. Yes. Sorry. Can you repeat that again? That's what she said. Oh, I don't understand what out. you're saying. Oh, what the fuck? It, yeah, was, weird. it was weird. And it went off in the middle of the show. And you yeah. could hear it as we're talking. Siri goes off and starts talking. We're like, wait, what is that? And I look around and <laughs> there is the so phone. Creepy. So, it, I mean, it's creepy. The only reason why that show isn't being played is because when we were done with it, 
So every once in a while, we'll get a glitch, right? Um, our chords, maybe. I don't know what it is. I need to figure it out. It's very rarely, and most of the time, I'm able to fix it uh, in post. But this time, there was this, like, distortion throughout yes. the whole podcast. It was, like, white noise. Like, shh. Yeah, but loud enough to where you couldn't you fix couldn't, it. Yeah, you couldn't fix it. And it was through the whole thing. It was fucking Dennis. So there were a lot of things going on, and it just it, it didn't happen. But we recorded Dennis the whole thing. Dead. And we tested it, and it yes. came out fine. And then all of a sudden we record. Um, I mean, right now we just tested like three different times to make sure everything yes. was working. Everything was working. Oh. Everything's fine. So we'll see. We'll see how. If it happens again, I'm, I'm out. Uh, we're going to have to find a new hobby like. Needle po- point. No, but this is one of my favorite. It's the fans' favorite too. I know, but I'm to the detriment of our the household. Listeners. <laughs> it's we're gonna we're gonna die. Mm, well, we're all gonna die. Yeah, but Dennis is gonna make sure we die sooner than later. But are we gonna die with a Scottish accent? What that if we good. all start talking with Scottish a- because he's possessed us? Mm, maybe. I'm. I think then this is like more tells from the guard tower than it is dishonorable mention. Now that it's turned into a ghost. Yeah, it, like he, it's he's a ghost and he's in our house. Well, I guess we can talk about it next month. Next month's <laughs> Halloween, by the way. <gasps> and that's gonna be amazing. We have some good stuff stored for you guys for next month, so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Every show will be uh, somehow. Even even the uh, at that moment will have some sort of uh, Halloween theme to it. Yeah. Some sort of dark spirits. Um, we'll see if we're still here. If, yeah. If Dennis hasn't killed us. <sighs> so let's fast forward. Well, not fast forward. Let's go backwards. Let's so go 1983. Backwards. 1983. 1983 in a Muswell Hill area of uh, London. Mm-hmm. This um, building apartment building. Um, starts reporting plumbing issues. Toilets are backing up. They're clogged. Um, they get a plumber out there. They try to fix it, and they continue to get clogged up. And eventually they get a professional to come look and inspect the pipes and somehow take a look, uh, see if uh, they can find anything that's you know jammed up in there, why they have, the plumbers can't fix this issue. Mm. They end up finding uh, what looked like the remains of bones and flesh. So unsure what exactly it was. They got some other opinions from some other professionals. Turns out uh, it was human remains. Uh, what looked like human uh, human bones and knuckles, like a hand had been tossed down there Ew. or flushed down the toilet. Uh, police gets involved, right? Uh, determining uh, from the location of where the clog was, they, they kind of figured out where it was coming from, the, uh, the, the one apartment. And uh, they waited for this guy, Dennis Nielsen, who happened to be working at the time. Civil servant, by the way. Um, not sure exactly what that means over there in London. It could be anything. I guess government worker. Yeah. Right. Because bureaucrat. Um, yeah. I mean, we know he was a, a police officer and he also was in the military. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, but at this time, he he had um, become a civil servant. And so whatever that means. Right. He's working nine to five. It doesn't it doesn't go well with the, he was a serial killer and a civil servant. I've, those two words <laughs> just don't seem to go together. I don't right? know. I've met a lot of government employees, and they all seem mm. like they're right on the edge. Actually, you're right. <laughs> I stand corrected. I stand. Yeah. You, ever, you ever been to the DMV? Yeah. <laughs> those guys are sadistic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> if those aren't some ser- serial killers, I don't know what. I else. always thought that the guys and girls working at DMV are just—they're just prepping their their resume for when they go to hell. 
<laughs> right? Like they're gonna be the guys working the front gates and, oh, and going, yeah. ID please. All right. Dang, please. Like those are gonna like those are the dudes that, that they belong like they just are so sadistic. They they love it, the long lines, the hot, the heat. They don't <laughs> care. They don't care. I think they're just like, look, this is a government job with benefits. All I have to do is, you know make people's lives miserable and I get paid. Um but they're getting better. I think they get paid. They get they, I think they get bonuses <laughs> the more people they piss off. So no kidding. Uh, if they turn people away, if people quit on them, they're like, Yes. <laughs> You uh, have been successful at making the lines shorter every day. Thank you, uh, Daniel. You're you're amazing. Your 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 shitty customer service has helped us uh, the the turnover in this place. Uh, and so we we thank you. Continue being shitty. So that's that's the, Is the that DMV their, motto. Like their annual review. Always be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Always be shitty. The less customers we have coming in here, the quicker our service. Yeah, right? they can go online. Yeah. Now we can. Now it's gotten so much easier. I can't even tell you the last time I went to the DMV. Plus, in Arizona, <laughs> you get your ID like for 50 years. Yeah. I so unfortunately can tell you because I lose things a lot. So I have to go back. But can't you order online? Your you ID? can, but it's usually like I lose the driver's license on the day that I have to drive and pick up a, a rental car and check into a hotel. So you get it quicker if you go Yeah, you there? can go. They have a kiosk and you, boop, you boop, just boop, print it right there. Yep, you have it. Oh, well, see, I didn't know that. That's cool. I know. So, anyways, um, apparently you you love the DMV now. So, sorry I insulted your family. <laughs> Shit. They're my people. So, uh, getting back to Dennis Nielsen. I don't know. I don't know if he worked in the DMV or where, but he was a civil servant. These guys, police officers, they're waiting for him. Shows up from a um, long day of work. I'm assuming it was a long day of work. And uh, he goes, hey, how can I help you guys? They're like, yeah, we're here about the plumbing issue for this building. He's like, oh, I didn't know the police used to get involved. Uh, when there was a plumbing issue. Well, we do when um, you start shoving people um, down the commode. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So he obviously knew exactly what was going on. And the the police officers were pretty calm when talking to him, right? They said, well, we go inside and discuss this further. As soon as they got in, they, they started talking about, you know, the bodies that they had found and just wondering how they had gotten there and if he had any clue, just... Pretty, pretty upfront going, hey, uh, wink, wink, uh, you know anything about these bodies? He's like, uh, well, uh, as a matter of fact, I do. I flushed them. <laughs> I flushed them. He was an honest man. <laughs> uh, he goes, yeah, what do you think? You think there's about maybe uh, two or three in there? Uh, try 12, he says. <laughs> he upped them. He one-upped them. He did one-up them. He, he 12 upped them. <laughs> he was like, try 12 or something like that. He's like, um, I'm not just your average killer. And that I'm was the uh, that was the beginning of the end for him right there. Yeah. Got caught and he never looked back. Right. Apparently from the reports, he was uh, willing to talk to the reporters. He uh, admitted to everything. He couldn't wait to tell his story. He was telling you know them everything. You are a narcissist when you can't even stop yourself from bragging that you're such a great um, murderer. You know, like like that's. He was so self-obsessed and so narcissistic that it was like he couldn't wait to talk about how amazing he was. But that also made him, for some reason, I guess, I don't know if the reporters thought he was kind to them or just being nice because he was always willing to share. And he was, um, I guess he was respectful when talking to them. So he got the nickname. Um, at first, he had uh, the Musewell Hill Killer. Just 
Yeah, that, that was a random name. That That's just feel. where where most of the murders not happened. That one. And then uh, his second nickname was the Kindly Killer. Aww. So I don't get it. I don't know where that one came from either. But those yeah. were the two. Neither one of those stand out to me either. You know, it's like I, it's it's not yeah. a name that stands out. Right? It's not like the like Son of Sam or yeah. you know, Ridgeway Killer and all that. So this guy, yeah, those are the two names. Like, that how can you be kind and a killer? Well, that's the irony, I guess. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Some reporter thought that would be cute. And they won. It's like who, whatever reporter gets it out there first. Yeah. So this guy was born in 1945 in a small fishing town. Uh, it was uh, Frasenburg, Scotland. Mm. I know we went back and forth earlier if this was the exact uh, pronunciation and that's about as close as that's as close as I'm gonna get. What did I say? You s- did you I s- say pronunciation? <laughs> pronunciation? What? Pronunciation. Pronounce. Pronu- <laughs> like none. Pronunciation. I just think it's cute. Pronunciation. I I think it's cute how you pronounce. Pronu- Fraserburg. <laughs> Fraserburg, Scotland. <laughs> Fraserburg. I'm from Fraserburg, Scotland. Okay. Don't you ever question me? Oh no. Can I look up your skirt? Oh. <laughs> You're going to find a pair of sweaty balls. <laughs> That's all you'll find there. And a little dingling. That <laughs> wants to touch that little dingling that's swinging the back of your throat. Stop, stop. Too inappropriate. Too inappropriate. He was a middle child. <laughs> They're had an all older brother. A middle child. Had a younger sister. Mm-hmm. His father was in the military. He was Norwegian. Just coming into town. I like little, their cruises. A little R&R or a little training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you went TDY? Yeah, but I don't know. He's the middle child, so I, I don't know. They didn't talk much about the family. They didn't touch much about... They didn't. They didn't talk much about the victims either, uh, other than, you know, just who, you know, we killed the first one, and then there was a few other, there were some survivors out there. And other than that, you don't really know much about him, but his family... They were a little fucked up. Um, I don't know if the father was the same father for all three of them. I'm assuming not. Yeah, he came and went. Yeah, it seems like she went to port. Yeah. And she met a little man. And so I wonder if the other two kids were normal or if they were also fathered by another Norwegian sailor. Yeah. Or a Scot, a Scotsman. Yeah. But he was close to his grandfather, his mom's dad. Yes. Very close to his grandfather. Who was also a fisherman. Yes. A Scottish fisherman for uh, many, 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 many years. That was probably the closest thing to a father figure he had. And uh, even though he was gone for you know, weeks at a time or months at a time fishing and everything else, that was the that was the, the one uh, person he could um, communicate with and, and come close to. Because even his mother stated that even as a young child, he was not very, um, very close to her. Right? Yeah, like she, she she couldn't cuddle with him. Right, he was, was like one distant. of those, you know, distant kids. But he bonded with the grandfather. So obviously there was something there. and Maybe there was something wrong with her. Yeah. We only say that because one day um, he was coming back from the beach or playing from outside. And the mom goes, hey, you want to come say hi to grandpa? I don't know why this Scottish woman all of a sudden turned like she was from uh, Alabama. But <laughs> she goes, want to say hi to grandpa? And he goes, oh, I didn't even know he was here. Yep, here he is. Brings him in. This is the little six-year-old. Ta-da! Points to the kitchen table, and there he is in a pine box. He's dead. He's dead. Apparently, he died out at sea, and tradition had him you know, being returned to his home so they could bury him properly. But uh, apparently, you got to see him before you bury him. Just lay him on the table where everybody eats. 
that mom like how like i want to know about that mom like was she playing trying to play a joke where she's like ah there's grandpa or did she think that they had been talking about it and that he would have known um was there a disconnect in that way like i want to know because that is so fucked up it's so weird it's so to do that ha motherfucker gotcha gotcha sucker like what was so what she was that pissed off at him or the grandpa maybe because of their special relationship that maybe she thought ah, i know how to fuck with him yeah like he was uh, like was it like mean or, or she was just so disconnected herself that she didn't realize that was not the appropriate <laughs> way to let yeah. her son know his grandfather had died. This is why I do not like all of those jokes that they play on little kids on the interwebs and the Facebooks. Yeah. Like every time I see them, I'm just like, oh, you could be creating a yeah, some of those. Color. Some of those are funny. Some of them are some fun, but some of them are shit. crazy. Some kids deserve to be smacked around. You know what I mean? Some do. I'm sure that that mom thought that and like what she created. Well, I don't know. Was he born this way? Or was he created this well, way? Well, I think Use maybe your, your he was a little off, but then having, because he even said that seeing his grandfather, he talks about it in e- detail, and he was only six, seeing the grandfather laid out very white, it it fused like love and death together. And he really believes like that is the moment that he just kind of switched. He became obsessed with dead people. Death and uh, and love, one and the same. One and the same for that little boy. So later on, he grew up, joined well, the military himself. He didn't really grow up. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, he was he was 15 yeah. <laughs> when he joined. Now he did join something really cool. Yeah, I'll the, give him that. The catering corps. <laughs> he joined the kid. Ca- no, wasn't it the catering? Yeah, court? yeah. It's just a fancy way to say cook. Yeah, yeah. Except <laughs> for you know that's a lot cooler. Yeah. The uh, no, was it catering court? Or yeah, was it was it catering court. Culinary. No, we had said earlier. Yes, it was catering court. Yes. Um, we just thought culinary core We kept would have been even that. fancier. Yeah. Like maybe that's what the French do. Yes. They the have French the army culinary. has a culinary court. Yeah. Core. These guys have the a Scots. catering. Yeah. Where they English. Cook, they cook haggis, haggis, <laughs> haggis for the troops. And we're over here. And we get, we got cooks. And we got MREs. We got, <laughs> we got, we got, we got cooks making MREs for us. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he lasted eleven years in the military. Yeah. That's kind of when he discovered himself a little bit more. Turns mm-hmm. out, uh, he was gay. Yes. Obviously, being in the military during the you know sixties, years, sixties, um, that was probably not easy. Yeah, I just can't being, imagine. Just being gay during that time, period. Wouldn't be easy. In in or out of the military, wouldn't be easy. Then you're in the military. He did, however, love the authority. He did. He loved himself some authority. He loved being in charge. He loved telling people what to do. After 11 years, he left as a... Um, corporal. Corporal, which I don't know if in that in the British military that's higher. Maybe that's like an NCO. has to be like an NCO, right? Uh, yeah, because they said he was a jerk. Like he he bullied. He used his right. rank for bullying. Well, corporals kind of do that too. Yeah. In our military, but they're essentially they're just need four. So eleven years to just make that. But like I said, it was different time, different military. So that could be a higher rank. If you guys know what it is, just 
write to us and let us know. Hey, corporal on the British military is a fucking sergeant. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. Thank let you. us know. But uh, either way, uh, apparently he had a little bit of power, uh, and he loved that. But he didn't like all the rules anymore, especially since he was coming out. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted more freedom. To, he, he wanted want, to be gay. He wanted to fuck. Yep. He Can't hate fuck. him for that. Nope. So he ended up moving to a more liberal part of London, uh, in northern London. Um, that's where he kind of established himself um, um, for the first few years. And that's when he really came out. Uh, this place was a little bit more acceptable or uh, accepting of uh, the gay community, right? So he got to go around, meet all kinds of people. and Dancing, in the streets. drinking, yep, the having thing. fun. Living very, his very life. Liberal, Living right. his best life. But even for him, uh, he, he met a, a, a young man, right? And oh, actually, he hadn't met him yet. You're right. It wasn't enough. He wanted to actually settle down. Right? Yes. He was done with the whole transient lifestyle. And so he wanted, he wanted to move a to a more proper place to live. And, uh, yeah, he wanted to settle down with somebody, and, and he did, right? So he became a cop for about 11 months. Yeah. Liked the authority once again, but didn't like the rules, and, you know, he was getting a little bit more popular with the fellas. Yep. And so he left that, and that's when he became a civil servant. Hooked up with this one guy who actually lasted almost two years with him. They lived together. That guy's interviews talks about how possessive this guy was, how self self-centric his ego was huge he never talked about anyone else like he would just talk about himself and and he just liked to hear himself talk so he would just go on and on and on and on and talk and never ask any uh, questions of his partner and also he even figured out when he was talking to him mm-hmm. like when they were having conversations what he thought were conversations between both of them were really just conversations between himself yes like, it felt like he was answering you, but he really wasn't. Like, when he goes, when you look at some of those videos, and it's true, when you look yeah. at some of those videos, he's talking to the camera, which essentially is the person behind the camera. But in reality, it, it almost felt like he was saying things to himself. Like, he was talking yeah. to himself. It was just it was awkward. Weird. You have to see it for yourself. Uh, but he would give weird directions, and, like, he was almost, like, editing or directing yeah. the video. Even Very though it's bossy. Just, yeah, it's just home videos, but... It, yeah. whatever um so you could obviously tell he was uh egotistical right he yeah. had a lot of those characteristics already plus seeing his grandpa dead in the, the center table yeah. not having uh, a Worst great relationship ever. not having a good relationship with his mother um no real love there so yeah you could see the recipe for disaster yeah that's right? just gonna create it just building up so i mean do this you guy i was lucky to get out do you think like that he was born this way or do you think he was created? We talk about uh, nature versus nurture, right? All the time. I think he was a match and his mom lit it. Ooh, that's a good way to say it. Thank you. Isn't it always? We talk about this. We say it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's that mom, right? It's that missing Ooh. father figure. Mm-hmm. And then his grandpa died young too. Yes. Well, I mean, well, he was he young. Was young. He was six. So, if he would have been older, if he would have made it, you know, could he have taught him more? Could he have taught him mm-hmm. to be a better person? Um, could he have ta- taught him to just kill the right people? Like, he could be the killer of serial killers if his grandfather had... Oh, wait, never mind. That was Dexter. What? I was just thinking of Dexter. <laughs> if his father would have guided him? Yes. Yeah. But, I was uh, like, that, that's already happened. And that did not end out well. It did not end well. Well, no, he ended up alive. He did somewhere else, right? But you haven't everyone seen, he touched. Spoiler. Spoiler. You haven't of seen the end years of, ago. If you haven't seen the end of Dexter, um, yeah, who knows, man? It always it always um, boggles my mind to think about that kind of stuff. Like, 
what are what was the one piece that that's that flipped the switch right you could say it was seeing his grandfather dead mm-hmm. on the kitchen table you could say it was his mother's lack of mother's love or i mean there's so many pieces but yeah. you know earlier in the episode that being got deleted gay. oh yeah being gay with not and not being able to like express it being himself, wrong right. Right, know. like it's not necessary. It's not the being gay part. It's the 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 culture around it. Right? Yeah, like being told like there's something wrong wrong with you, with you just messing with your head, and it's yeah. all it's all a recipe, right? Without yeah. one of those ingredients, this doesn't happen. Yeah, possibly, right? Possibly. Yeah, without growing up like that, without every single event happening in the order they happened and yeah. things like that, I've always thought that it it is it is both, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's just like luck, right? Luck is when opportunity. And training me. You have the training. You're prepared, uh, and you're ready for it. And then all of a sudden, you get, get you get the opportunity to do something. That's luck, right? Yeah. Same thing here. I think if you were bred a certain way, mm-hmm. raised a certain way, you were born with certain traits, um, traits right? Uh, psychological traits. Maybe you know even a little head trauma. That d- that never hurts. <laughs> you know that, yeah. that doesn't hurt uh, other than you. But um, <laughs> that all those things put together you mix it all up and you get yourself a, a little naughty boy little naughty boy so fast forward starting his little life moves into his, his little apartment and by the way he he picks an apartment where he's got a little garden that only he has access to in this place everybody else has to go through his gate uh in order to get to this uh this this garden right so he's, no he's got boy, a nice no. little place 1978 uh after breaking up with this first uh first real relationship that guy, you know, said, I'm done. You know, this guy's too much. I can't handle him. Uh, yeah, he was a and drinker. He, yeah, and he, yeah, he was drinking. And, uh, you know, I need someone who's actually going to pay attention to me. Yeah. And not be so figure. psychotic and tell me what to do. And Don't whatever. be weird. So Quit being weird. he hooks up or he wakes up uh, after, you know, uh, hooking up with this young man mm-hmm. and uh, realizes he's a 14-year-old teen. I don't think that bothered him. They never showed or shared that any of that bothered him. No. By the way. So I just mentioned it because it's it makes the story, I think, even worse. Gross. Like we're all like, oh, he's like, yeah. you know, he went after kids and um, wakes up. This 14 year old kids next to him. Apparently they had hooked up the night before and he decides to strangle him with a tie because he doesn't want him to go. Because he loves him so much. Right. And this is where it gets weird because the people that he didn't love, the people that I guess annoyed him or maybe didn't, he didn't have a good time with that night, they actually got away. Because there were a lot of people, a lot of people that he hooked up with that that spent the night or did something or shared the bed with him that lived, lived to tell the tale and said, I would have never thought, you know, because they didn't, they didn't spend enough time with him to figure out he was psychotic. Yeah. So I'll figure one night you're drinking, you're all drunk, you get away, you're like, yeah. That was a crazy night. That was crazy. And that's it. But you never realized this guy was oh going to kill you. If you weren't so fucking annoying, he would have killed you. Yeah. So this is the only time where being an asshole pays off, you know, or not being like, you know, an awesome or fun person. It paid mm-hmm. off because if he didn't like you, he let you go. He only killed those that he really loved and he wanted them to stay. So that was his first murder. That was his first murder. The 14-year-old boy, um, uh, what do you call it, strangled him with a mm-hmm. tie and then drowned him put in the bathtub and then he kept his body for a week he kept his body for a week like out in the open That's so crazy. he would sit him up in his chair dress him he would lotion him up he would p- give him baths he would put him to bed put his pajamas on for a whole week and then he's like all right this is starting to get in the way and it's starting to rot and starting to smell so he threw him underneath his his floorboards in his house for eight months he eight months he kept him there 
That's until crazy. it starts to get really bad, which I'm like, come on, man. After a week. <sighs> Remember one time we had a, a, a gallon of milk that oh, fell out, yeah. of our, out of our Jeep and it just blew up on the ground. It splashed all over. It got inside the, the, the back of the Jeep. And mm-hmm. we cleaned it. No matter how good we cleaned it, there was a drop somewhere. It must have gotten away from us that snuck in there. And it was a hot summer day. And the next morning, we got up to get in there. It smelled horrible. Yes. A drop of milk. And it, it, it was unbearable to mm-hmm. where I, I had to pay uh, someone to specially clean the inside where they actually dropped what they call a little, I don't know if it's like a smoke bomb, whatever it is. But it supposedly it clears up any smells that are in mm-hmm. the vehicle. It just kills them. But it, it's like a little smoke bomb that goes kind of like what they use for when they when they uh, uh, disinfect a whole house, mm. you know, from like rodents or whatever. They, they they drop like gas inside and they put the whole tarp around the house. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. But, you but know, this is like this uh, is for odor. Disinfectant. For odor. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's how bad it was. They're like, well, we're going to have to do this. OK, cool. I paid for that. And I've never in my life had to pay for it. that's how bad the smell was of just from rotting just milk. milk. Yeah. From a few drops that got away from us. Yeah. We cleaned it. Right. So we thought. And so I can't imagine what the smell of rotting flesh would be from, you know, even under the floorboards. Right. And so he had them there for eight months until he figured it got really bad. And he wanted more people to come around because he wanted to continue doing this. He yeah. fell in love with it. And um, so eventually he took them out, cut them up into pieces and threw them in a, in a, in a fire, which would then become kind of his M.O. You know, he would cut up his his uh, victims in little pieces and throw them different places you know some of them he would keep their legs their feet their hands their head their skull Ugh. and some but he was he using the skills he learned from catering corps yeah the catering corps from his veterans or from his military service to because he learned how to butcher and cut people up yeah the well, catering corps the catering <laughs> corps that's how you say it oh i'm sorry well they learned to disembowel <laughs> their enemies we eat their heart and their liver don't you know <laughs> so anyways uh, that was his um yeah that was his talent i guess and um it was pretty gross yeah and when they found him um that night that they were raiding where when they you know told him about the the body parts he found in the in the sewage or the pipes you know they went through his his room and they found body parts under his bed underneath the sink in boxes in the closet some bones that were on the yard. Well, actually, not this. This is a different place when they found him. Because that um, was his thing. He had a good thing going right. when he had the garden. And because he would even have these big bonfires and he'd put a tire on him. So the tire smell would overrule yeah, the, the, the dead body the smell. Flesh and then the neighborhood kids would come around and dance around the bonfire when hey. there's really dead bodies in there. It's just like so disturbing. So freaking disturbing. So, but then he moved away from that garden. He should have stayed. I know. He should have stayed there. That was where he, it all fell apart. So he ended up killing about, they say, 13 people. He only got convicted of six. Uh, probably because at that time they were like, we've, we've got him forever. We've got him. And I think they didn't go and dig up it, um, the garden area till like didn't they say like 2008 yeah it was was really recent yeah so i think until they had because dna when they probably was like okay let's let's find some stuff for dna right there was a guy that got away that so remember i said he didn't kill everyone yeah he killed the ones that he loved or, or wanted to stick around but there were others that also lived but he did try to kill 
Yeah. Apparently this there is was the like three. Part. There was like yeah. three of them at least that we know of. That broke free. That broke free. One. Well, here's the thing. They didn't necessarily. Oh, not all of yeah. them broke free, right? There's one You're guy. Right. He didn't break free. The one guy was got choked out. Yeah. Then he tried to drown him. Somehow he, he didn't die. The guy ends up waking up. So as he's waking up, he's like, what the hell's going on? He has no idea. He's like, we're drinking and, you know, partying and all of a sudden I'm out. And then he starts coming to and he hears him say, uh, not this again or not again. Something like that. Oh the guy. God. Right. And he goes, wait, a not a, what do you mean? Not again. Like this has happened before. Right. And um, without really thinking, because the guy's coming out of it, um, this guy all of a sudden turns like kind of flips a switch and then starts saving his life. So yeah. it's giving him mouth to mouth CPR. And so he saves them. He goes, what the hell happened? He's like, oh, you, you choked. You got caught up. I think he said something like you got caught up in the shower curtain or something and you passed Aww. out. What the fuck? I'm like, okay. He's like, that's weird. But he goes, what else could it be? I'm like, why would a guy that try to kill me and then res- resuscitate me? Right. Yeah. And then that shows you like this guy had some parts going on, like multiple personalities. They Yeah. They used to call it that until now. They just call it disassociative behavior because your your brain really does disassociate you. So you have different parts. And so he definitely splintered. And one part was the killer, and one part was like he, he admits, "Yeah, the, this, the, the, let me fix it. Let the me police officer. Yeah, let me give CPR. The civil servant wants to save this life. And then he turns into the DMV guy and wants to murder everyone. Yes, right. <laughs> that's that's how it works. So really weird. And apparently this happened more than once. Yeah, that's why he said that he's not again. And then some people went to the to the police. And then they gay shamed him because they're like, well, you guys were doing this and you were. Yeah, you guys were having kinky sex. You know, and this is what happens. And so the people that reported him kind of felt shamed. Yeah, so the then they thing. didn't push it. Same thing happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. One of his victims escaped. Yeah. A young black man that had escaped. He was even underage, I think. And he even went to the cops. Yeah. And somehow Jeffrey Dahmer was able to convince the cops. And they returned cops. him. Yeah, he was able to convince him. He's like, no, no, we're good. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. And there's like, okay, here you go. This is insane. So it happens more often than not, especially back in the day. We People didn't understand, uh, one, serial killers. They didn't yeah. understand certain cultures. Or they didn't even want to, right? And part yeah. of it, like you're right, like part of it's like, I don't want to get involved in this. Yeah. You know, like I, I you're don't, gay. I don't understand it. So, so I'd rather just, just you know. I, you guys yeah. work it out. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. But um, so, yeah, this kind of went on for um, how long was that? About four years. Four or five years from 78 to 83 is when he finally got caught. And um, because his freaking pipes were clogged. Because the toilet. Motherfucker. If he had just been more disciplined. So, yes, eventually, after about murder number 12 is when he moved out and went to a different apartment. And he didn't have that little garden anymore. But it's also amazing that he did this in like a place. And now they weren't apartment complexes like you think now, right? Yeah. It was more like a four or five bedroom, like big, big, big townhouse or something. Yeah. With, you know, had a, a, that a room. That they divided it right, up. Right. Rooms upstairs, rooms downstairs. And then the second place where he got the pipes clogged, then he was upstairs, right? So that's when he really got in trouble. That's when, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he, he and he was getting sloppy. He's probably getting yeah. sloppy now and he was killing more people and yeah. um, people get sloppy, you know, complacency kills. It does. So that is uh, that's Dennis Nielsen, Ooh. the Scott, the British, the British soldier from the the catering core. 
Kor. Kor. Oh, that's so gross. He ended up dying in uh, London prison in May 12, 2018. So not too long ago. Yeah. Good wow. old Dennis Nielsen. Just a couple years ago. Yeah. So that's Dennis Nielsen, man. It was um, pretty crazy. You know, most of his people were strangled, um, drowned in the bathtub. Uh, I think the weirdest part is that he would take care of them. Like, you know how he, he would give them baths yeah. after they died. Them for a lot, uh, wow. And then set them up in the chair and come home and talk to them. And you know, How was your day, honey? Yeah. You know you have to be a boring person when you literally have to kill people to, to, stick, s- around. to stick around and listen to you. Oh, my day was fine. How about you? Oh, you're looking a little stiff there, honey. Get it? Looking a little stiff because they were dead. I'm not responding because I'm representing the dead person. Mm. Well, so anyways, there's there? a lot. There's a lot we could do right <laughs> there. There's a lot. It was a, it was a boring day. It was a long, long day. <laughs> Ooh, you cleaning up, honey? Maybe you need a shower. I'm starting to stink up the joint. Are right? we still talking about Dennis? Oh, we're still oh. talking about the dead people. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if this started getting personal. And you yeah. were just trying well, to tell me something. <laughs> well, you know. We'll talk later. Okay. We'll talk later. Maybe we need to shower. Your pits are starting to rot away there. <laughs> Your flesh. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, that was uh, Dennis Nielsen for you all. Okay. If we don't, if you never hear from us again, it's because Dennis really did possess our house and I hope, we're dead. Um, I hope um, you learned a little something today. What, uh, what did I, I learn? Not you, everybody. Oh, okay. Just about Dennis and murder. and Don't go home with people mm-hmm. after the bars. And if you do, don't have a great time with them. Yeah. Don't make them fall in love with you where they're going to yeah. kill you and never let you go. Exactly. Right? Always be a little bit of an asshole. Be a little bitchy. That's why that's I am. That's awesome. That's why I am the way I am. Oh, yeah, because no one's keeping yeah. you. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm still around here. <laughs> I'm surprised you kept me around this long. Of course. We'll see. So, anyways, I think we've uh, taken up enough of your time with this freak freak see they're not all americans not yeah. all not all the serial killers or you know that we talk about are american veterans i have a few of them that are from from different countries as a matter of fact but mm. uh, american serial killers for some reason are are just so much more interesting we do sometimes this we one do was this one this one yeah he was he he was, he was there's got to be a movie about him soon yeah. i'm sure maybe now know. maybe we'll do it yeah, maybe we'll be the catalyst. I can play the Scots, <laughs> right? A Mexican Scot. I already got the voice down. Yes, you do. Yep. Now let's go work on a skirt. All right. Well, for e- Crystal, I love me Scots serial killers. Ready? I'm outside the wire. Of wire. See, I am Scottish. Wire. My last name is Wire. <laughs> it is. Perfect. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend, Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, This guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. 
VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and valorsveteranscommunityaz.org.